Welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, your place to manage stress, reduce the risk of burnout, and find more balance in your life in and out of being an SLP. I'm your host, Jesse Andricks, and I'm so excited to share this week's episode, which starts a little mini series of episodes where I talk about being back in the schools as a school-based SLP in the school um, for the first time in over a decade. So in today's uh, first episode, I'm going to share some things that I learned. And what I mean by that is some major things that I didn't know or messed up or some big mistakes that I made and um, what I did about them and what I learned from them this year. We will also take a moment to practice a wellness tip where we will look at something you can do if you notice that you're feeling tense from sitting at the computer or you know if you're off for the summer um, just carrying some stress or having bad posture. Something you could do to relieve some tension and we will as always, take a moment to pause, breathe, and meditate. Let's dive right in. Welcome to your wellness tip for this week. So this week, I have a stretch for you. And this is one of my absolute favorite stretches. When I do a workout or if I teach a like bar class, I do this stretch. I make sure we do a version of this stretch every single time. And if I don't do it, I can really feel um, the difference and I wish that I had done it. So this is a great stretch for, you know, if you're working out, but it's also really good if you are sitting in a computer. So, you know, you're kind of like, you know, our posture is not always great when we're at a computer, right? Um, so kind of rounding forward, or if you're feeling a lot of stress, um, this is also a really good one. The reason why is because in both of those circumstances, it's very likely that your shoulders are starting to like curl forward and crunch up. Um, if you're a mom and you have young kids and you're having to pick them up all the time, or you've got babies and you're nursing them, or if you're just like lifting a lot of stuff, you know, with your SLP job or whatever it is, this is a fantastic stretch because it stretches the shoulders, opens the chest, and most importantly, it stretches your neck. So those little muscles really like to help out with like everything and they are tiny little muscles and um, are not the biggest helpers. And um, you know, usually I wish they would try less. So here's what you could do. I'm gonna give you two versions. We'll start with the, um, the simpler one first and then go up to the slightly more advanced one. So, you know, as always with any kind of physical movement, you know, be mindful if you need to, you know, check in with your doctor first. But here's a good stretch to do if you're at your desk or feeling extra stretched to get some tension out of your shoulders, your necks in that area. All right, so take one hand 
let's say your right hand and bring it behind your back and just place the back of your hand so not your palm but the back of your hand like against your lower back or over towards that left hip so as far over as you can and then rock your right shoulder back and down so feel some space already through the chest and through that very front of the shoulder and then I want you to take your left arm and sweep it up by your ear and then drop your left ear towards your left shoulder reach and grab with your fingertips towards your right ear so you're drawing your head down to the left side and you've taken that right arm and that right shoulder and you've drawn it around and down so what you're doing is creating a lot of space from your right earlobe down through that right shoulder getting space along the neck now if you want to take this a little bit deeper drop your chin towards your left armpit and bring your hands more around like the base of your skull and draw yourself down here hold for a few breaths and then you slowly bring your neck up, release your hands, take it to the other side. That left hand comes behind your back. Bring your, uh, you know, rock the shoulder back, drop your head, bring your right hand around to your left ear, draw your head over, and then if you want, tuck the chin and bring it down. Take a few breaths. Now, another version of this that's a little more advanced but can be uh, pretty nice, this is the way that I do this when I work out and when I teach, is to clasp your hands behind your back and then draw them down and away, open through your chest. This is just that like big chest opening stretch. Um, you know, it's a pretty common one. But then take your hands over to your left hip. Drop your ear to the left. So you're getting that stretch without having to reach one arm up and over. And then drop your chin. Hold for a few breaths, stretch it back through center over to the other hip, drop your ear to whatever side you brought those hands to, and if you'd like, drop your chin, and then you've got your stretch. So give this a try. You can follow along um, over on Instagram. You can check out the link um, on the blog post, or you could head over to at jessieandrix.com and search through some of my Mindful Monday tips and um, follow along with the demonstration or at the link below. And um, let me know how it goes. Use this, you know, if you're working out or if you just need a stretch when you are feeling stressed or you've been sitting at your computer and doing a lot of work. So give it a try. Let me know how it goes. Do you ever want to learn how to build resilience or maybe practice gratitude? Or maybe you're looking for some ways to reduce tension or relieve stress through practicing yoga. Or perhaps you're looking to tame your monkey mind or build some strategies that take you beyond multitasking during your day. If so, you are in luck. Over at the SLP Stress Management Course Central, all of these courses and more are on sale for just $15 now through August 1st. You can head over and purchase any one of these courses, or maybe a few, and listen to the course, take the quiz, and earn a certificate for one hour towards your professional development hours. These will be available until August 1st, and then they will be gone. So make sure you head over to jessieandrix.thinkific.com or send me an email, jesse at jessieandrix.com for more information, and head over, grab the course, learn what you need, and move forward.
Let's take a moment to meditate. Go ahead and find a comfortable seat, just a place that you can kind of relax into. So whether you're sitting cross-legged or you are at work and you're sitting in like your office chair, wherever you're at, find a place to make contact. Your bottom into whatever type of seat you're in. And if your feet are, legs are not crossed, bring your feet down onto the floor. Hands can rest in your lap, perhaps the palms up, like this gesture of openness, acceptance. And then rock your shoulders up, back and down. Begin to lengthen your spine. So relaxed, but ah, space to breathe. That'll lift through the crown of the head and the center of the chest. Think rib cage off the belly, off the waist. And you can even close your eyes. And as much as you can, begin to breathe in and out through your nose. Letting that be the focus for a moment. Each inhale and each exhale. One of the pieces of a mindfulness practice, one of the, the biggest pieces is non-judgment. So not judging if things are good or bad or right or wrong, but simply observing them because they're happening. Whether we label them or not, they are still there. So bringing awareness to them, bringing acceptance, not to be passive, but to say, this is the reality. This is what's going on. And being able to explore it from there. Again, without that label of right or wrong or good or bad, yes or no. It's taking a moment to observe. Perhaps observe the breath within the body. Observe each inhale filling up. Each exhale emptying out. without judging the breath as being spot on or not good enough, but just observing how it is in this moment. It's all just information. And perhaps starting to observe your body, Maybe scanning from your head all the way down to the toes and just noticing what calls out to you.
or what doesn't call out. How the body feels as you pause and observe. start to send this observation into your thoughts, your mind. Just noticing what shows up in the thoughts, what's there. Perhaps the hardest place to simply observe without judgment. Be noticing if there are any thoughts, if they linger, if they fly by. No right or wrong. Just observing. And coming back to your breath. Taking a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Know that it's not about being passive, but just accepting so you can move forward with it. With all the information and some awareness. When you're ready, you can open your eyes, maybe blink a few times. Thank you for joining in this meditation practice. Well, as of right now, I am officially done. I'm on summer from my first year back, my first really ever full year working in the schools. And when I actually wrote the transcript or wrote the transcript for this uh, podcast episode, um, I had COVID and I was waiting to go back and finish my, you know, final filing and that last like teacher work day um, to get everything kind of organized and clean up my room and all of those things. Uh, But yeah, this has been technically my first full year working in the schools. So I have been at this SLP thing off and on for over a decade, but somehow, even with many years working as a school-based SLP, this is the first year that I consider as a real, true year in the schools. So yes, I have worked in the schools um, over a decade ago, like just maybe just about a decade ago in 2012 and I think um, early 2013. Um, But it was for two half years. So not two and a half years, but the 
ending half of one school year and the first half of another. So I came in, um, I had worked in the hospitals and then briefly like worked a job that just did not work out. Um, I was laid off from the hospitals and went into a rehab center slash nursing facility and then that didn't work. The only thing that was available was to really work in the schools. Um, so I filled in for uh, someone that was on maternity leave for a month and then someone who had quit to go work in a different hospital. I took over for her. The next school year, I didn't want to go back, but uh, you know that was the job that I had to do. And so when they finally found a place for me to contract with in the district, I went back and was actively looking for somewhere else to be at that. This was the final job that I had before I left for five years to teach yoga. So I had that ending half of a school year and then was back in that school and a lot of other schools for another year. And also, yes, I, I did work a full school year or two, um, or more in teletherapy. But for me, this was with virtual schools, one-on-one -on -one with students. Um, and it wasn't, it didn't have quite the same feel as going into the building and knowing my groups of students, doing the traditional setup of school-based therapy and um, like collaborating more with teachers. And I'm not saying it's any better. Like in some ways it was way, easier working in teletherapy and working with that. It was um, a little bit more independent, a little more micromanaged at times too. Um, but in some ways it was almost always also so much harder, um, you know, being paid per, per session and not for your indirect time, not for your actual time spent working during the day. Um, and that drain of being on all the time when you're in those sessions trying to cram as much as you can into your day without having a break, but that is a whole other story. All right, and yes, I did work part-time this year. I was able to do that and am so grateful that I am able to work three days, but it work part-time, but it was three days. It was from um, in between the bell to drop, you know, like the drop-off bell and then the pickup bell because I have a daughter that I had to go drop off and then pick up from school. Um, and so it was three days, but it was most of the day for three days. And sometimes towards the beginning and then towards the end of the year with setup and just getting everything, you know, finished, um, it was four or sometimes five days. And so it never felt to me like I was a contractor or that I was a part-timer. It just felt like I was the second SLP. Like I was, I was one of the SLPs at the school. So, um, there you go, right? Uh, but with this being my first full year, um, and the one where I really felt like I was like connected, I was like engaged in being an SLP, like I wanted to be there. Um, and I really felt like I was in it sometimes with a pile of paperwork or just like a shitstorm of evals coming in or you know sometimes just loving every single moment um there are so many thoughts and tidbits and things that i want to share with you things that worked things that i learned things that i will try differently things i want to do more of things i want to keep doing things you know what i love what i could do without and why i enjoy just enjoyed it so so much this year so in these next few 
posts and podcast episodes, um, this is exactly what I will be doing. Just sharing my experience as someone who really and truly loathed, not with a V, but with a TH, loathed being a school-based SLP a decade ago to the point that I left and thought I just wasted so many years of my life on the wrong career choice and the wrong school and choosing the wrong path to just absolutely loving this last year. I cried and not from overwhelm, but just from feeling all the feels on the last day of school. So, so much, (laughs) so, so much. So I'm not going to share, there's like no secret tricks or magic, like just do this and you will finally feel you know, that you can be the SLP you want to be. Um, because like that that's all a bunch of bullshit. Um, but instead, I'm going to share my experiences, my thoughts, and what I would just like to share with you, like if we were to sit down together for coffee or tea, because like, to be honest with that, caffeine's been kicking my butt lately. Um, like nothing for you to be like, change this or do this, but like maybe something to help you feel not alone at times with some of the things you've struggled with or to give you some hope that there can be places that you enjoy this job, this career, or just to inspire you for the next school year. The way that like watching, um, for me, like, um, watching the home edit inspires me to go organize my pantry. It's not that my pantry is wrong and I feel bad about it, but I'm just like, oh, that looks like an amazing thing and I am totally going to try it. So let's start with this one. There are so many things that I did this year that I wouldn't necessarily call mistakes. I mean, maybe I would call them mistakes because they were mistakes, Um, but things that I learned and things that I want to try and do differently next time around. So as I mentioned, when I first began writing this, I had COVID for the second time that half of the school year. So capping that last quarter right before spring break and right at the end of the school year, I had COVID. Um, And my plans to go in and finish uh, filing and paperwork on that teacher workday were awash. And I, um, you know, I had to go in the next week. I wasn't even sure if the building would be open, but it was like, that's, I have to wait at least the five days. Um, but at that time, when I started writing it, it would have made it that full, like true full year since I went to my first training session to pick up my laptop to help with comp services over the summer to finishing up, turning my laptop back in and, um, you know, completing this school year. So it was exactly one year. So paperwork, not knowing where the records room was until the last three days of school, yikes. Scheduling, not checking the the cancels, waiting until progress report week to start progress reports. Like there are a lot of things I would do differently and they aren't mistakes. They're just part of seeing how it worked and making some like notes to shift the next year. Um, Like for one, and and I'll go into this again in a little bit, like I found myself one day um, sitting down, you know, ready for 
a virtual meeting waiting for like the LEA to sign in and I waited, chatted with the teacher, chatted with the parents, you know, again, thankfully we were virtual and realized that the LEA had marked that they were not able to attend and had like sent the email saying, hey, sorry, I have to decline this. And I had not um, gotten, the, like I hadn't seen the email. I got it. I just didn't open it. Um, so yeah, ouch, right? It was a little embarrassing and it was not like a first, a great first or second impression to be making with the parents. And so what could I do, right? I had to fess up, apologize for, you know, having them step away from their day to sign in and make a plan with them for when we could meet the following week. Basically, I sucked it up. And by it, I mean my embarrassment. I made a plan, confirmed with the team that we would be able to meet on the next scheduled day, and it was not perfect. It was utterly unsmooth of me. And for a moment, it made me feel like, you know, like an idiot. Like I was not a good SLP, or it was just like completely unorganized. But then I realized this. We all make small mistakes, right? We are human. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to say, oops, like, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, and then move forward from there. And here's what happened when I did this. Nothing. Nothing happened. No big bad fairy came down and deemed me unworthy of being an SLP. No one scolded me for messing it all up. Honestly, it just wasn't a big deal. Deal. And not only was it just no big deal, it was not even like a big blip. Got it rescheduled, got it done, thanked everyone, and we moved on. So there were a ton of little things like this that probably happened throughout the year, like not knowing how to file something, forgetting to send something home, not knowing that I needed to hold an entire part of a meeting, <laughs> and then needing to go back and do it all again. It happens. And I know that not all places allow for mistakes. Some places are more, um, I guess, generous with it or just more compassionate, more understanding, right? And I was lucky to work somewhere where the entire motto of the school is based around growth mindset. Um, but I was also helped. It also helped that the district like the the SLP departments kind of like motto for us all was like kind of along the lines of like, don't look back and try to fix it. Like don't go back and try and fix. Once you learn something, don't worry about not having done that before. Just use what you've learned now and take it with you going forward. You don't need to dwell on the past. Just do it from now on. So I want to share with you a few times that I majorly goofed and I've shared one of them with you and I'll, I'll go back over that one again. So times that I majorly goofed, but really it was just a learning lesson. So the first time that I majorly goofed this year was that I forgot to hold an entire part of a meeting and I had to go back and hold it again. So reschedule, go back with the parents, like hold the whole thing. This was my first speech only IEP meeting. and. Um, I unknowingly skipped an entire part. And not only was this just a speech-only IEP meeting, but it was a three-year reeval. So for those of you that need the refresher, um, you know, students qualify in the school system. And um, reevals can happen anytime they need to, but 
every three years you do a reeval, whether you have to do the full testing or you, you know, can go through and you have the data to show, you know, that they still need to continue with services or not. Um, so I knew that. Luckily, I remembered that, and I had actually attended um, a, re a three-year reeval where I was not the case manager, so it was not a speech only, but the student had speech, so like I had gone and you know helped create the IEP and, and the reeval and all of those things. So I gathered all the previous info, I gathered the present levels, I held the reeval part of the meeting where we say like yes, it's time to do the reevaluation, and we have enough. Um, you know, we do not need to do testing. We have enough. Um, data here and then in my mind that was you know okay cool we are saying we can continue with therapy um i held the annual iep meeting and updated it we updated the goals we updated the present levels like times all of that good stuff um and we all agreed sent home all the things everything was great and that it wouldn't clear out of my system like so I'd go into the software every day and it would say it was overdue like you haven't done it and I was like but I did it so I thought maybe it just takes a day or two and it would not show that it was completed and so I did a little sleuthing I looked around at a few things and I realized when I went back and looked at that other reeval that I had been in I forgot an entire portion and it was probably the most important part it was the part where I looked through a few things and um you know, realized that I forgot to do the part where we actually check the boxes and submit to say, we did not need to do the testing, we have the information, and then the part where we say, yes, they are eligible. Um, so I skipped the part where we actually determined if they were eligible and we just kind of verbalized it. And um, yeah, so that was a big, you know, facepalm moment for sure. And so I called my supervisor and I was like a little bit embarrassed, right? Um, and she she reassured me, which was nice, but she let me know that, you know, it, it was fixable and that things happen. And that even people who have been working in the district for years make mistakes sometimes and goof up. So she was like, just own it. Just own it. You know, we'll figure out if there's anything we need to do on like the back end, like if, if you know, the software won't accept it or something. But own it hold that part of the meeting just let the parents know what happened and move forward and um so i did and you know the parents were fine they were like yeah we thought the meeting went really quick but you know we thought maybe that's just how it goes now um and it was no big deal and i did not miss that part again for the rest of the year so another thing I did was what I mentioned before I didn't realize that not all the team members had confirmed until we were in the meeting with the parents and I had to reschedule it's like oof right this was later in the year this was actually at the end of the year I thought everyone had confirmed or like not declined and we're waiting for like five minutes and I realized that like that last member that we were waiting on who's usually like the first or second person to sign in had declined and had done everything they needed to do it wasn't like they were sneaky or hadn't let me know like I totally missed it and so I found myself like mucking it up again in an IEP meeting and I apologized and we rescheduled I made sure everyone was confirmed and on board the next time and we held the meeting and all was well and then the last thing that was a pretty big thing that I just I had no idea about was like I had no idea about folders until the end of the year. Like 
filing until the end of the school year. And by the end of the school year, I mean within the last week of the school year. So there was this moment where I was teaching a bar class and one of my students also like works in special ed and she was saying something like, oh yeah, like our poor SLP didn't even know about filing and um, you know, about these specific folders. And I was like, oh yeah, 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 totally. Like, oh my gosh, like that's, oh, your poor SLP. And in my mind, I was like, I have no idea what we are talking about right now, but I know that I probably should know. So this is a, you can't know what you don't even know you should know or something like that. So I didn't realize until, like I said, well into the fourth quarter, pretty much the last week of school, that we were supposed to file everything in two places. I got the reminder email from our, like, you know, head of special ed in our school, make sure you're doing this and sending these. And I was just like, what? <laughs> so I had two choices. I could be super embarrassed and awkward about it and like feel bad about myself, right? And like, oh my gosh, and just like, panic and have anxiety about it or I could own it I could kind of laugh about it definitely still being awkward for sure um and get it done right and so I did I asked like our other SLP I was like oh my gosh I don't know about this and she was like you know what like there's so much stuff she's like I only knew about it like a little while ago and um when we went to file things, there were so many people filing. So it wasn't like we were the, you know, I, I was definitely maybe the only one that didn't know about it, but I wasn't the only one just then getting it done. So next year, I will know what these are when it's time to, you know, get everything ready for the end of the school year. And also now I won't have to wait until the end of the school year. Like maybe I still will, because let's be honest, that's kind of how I roll with things. Like just, you know, try and stay on top of it, but things get away from me. Um, but I will have those done if I, like, I, I know that if, you know, I know what to put in them now. I know how to do it. I know the process. So maybe I don't have to wait until the end of the school year. And then the final thing is that there are probably another thousand things that I made mistakes on or things that I will continue to learn about as the years go on. Because, you know, like no matter what job or where I am, there will be these things. For one, things are continually, just maybe constantly updating, right? And changing. And so everyone is learning. Everyone learns or, you know, we can, you know, sometimes we don't wanna learn, but, um, there's always new things that we can learn and, and learn more about or shifts that have been made. And also, it's a lot to learn. So if you expect yourself to be perfect or if your leaders expect it, you'll never live up to it and you'll always feel that you're not enough. So instead, you can just say, what can I learn from this and give yourself some grace. So why do I even bother sharing about these specific muck-ups? Like why do I even, why bother, right? Because I know that I'm not the only one. And I know that in the past, I would have criticized, internalized, and felt like a complete ass about them. 
and I would have been like you know embarrassed or I would have been angry about it even like how could they not tell me about this I can't believe that I didn't know and now I have to do it all now and I think that's a place that we go to because sometimes we're so overwhelmed and so we feel mad about it like ah I could have been doing this and now I have to do it all now or because we feel embarrassed like I can't believe that I didn't know about this and I just feel so stupid and now I'm so mad because I don't want to feel stupid I'd rather feel mad So you might be feeling that way too. Grad school and clinicals like to push you or or like to push this specific thought on you. Be perfect, no mistakes, be the best. And by the best, we mean be idealistic. You don't have to be that way and you can still be a damn good SLP. So instead of looking at these as mistakes and places I failed, I look at them as things I learned and grew through. They're new skills, new tools, new insights that I can use. And I don't have to struggle with these going forward. So what is a place that you have faltered in and learned from this year? I would love to hear. So share in the comments or send a message on Instagram at Jesse Andrix. And if you want more resources to help you as you move into a new year, or if you're still in it or already headed back, subscribe below for free resources in the SLP toolbox, including meditation audios, movement videos, and self-care tips and templates. And if you want to gain a skill and bringing mindfulness to your class or your speech room for the upcoming year, make sure to sign up for the waitlist and be the first to know when my new course on mindfulness in your SLP room opens. Plus, you'll snag an exclusive discount on enrollment. So click below, enter your email, and confirm your sign up for all the details. And as always, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Love and light to you. Want more resources to help you manage your stress, bring mindfulness into your speech or classroom, or just feel that you have some resources you can turn to when you're feeling overwhelmed? Make sure to subscribe to the SLP Toolbox for instant access to meditations, movement, and journal templates to help you manage your stress, practice some self-care, and reduce some of that overwhelm you might be feeling. And you'll also be the first to know when my new course launches. Make sure to sign up at the link below the SLP Toolbox and get instant access today.